Welcome to Mercola Healthy Pets Integrative Veterinary Medicine Awareness Week. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and as a part of our 10-year anniversary celebration, I'll be interviewing some pretty amazing colleagues who practice integrative and functional medicine. Starting this week, you can also nominate your vet or a local rescue or an inspiring individual in your community to be the recipient of our new Healthy Pets Game Changer Award. I hope that you'll tune in every day this week to be inspired and educated by passionate healers from around the world. And don't forget to nominate that special someone that you know that has gone above and beyond to help animals. Again, thank you so much for your support. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and helping me celebrate the Integrative Veterinary Medicine Awareness Week is integrative oncologist, Dr. Erin Vanek. Thank you, Erin, for joining me. Thank you, Karen, for having us. So you have in my opinion, I think you naturally, as an oncologist, you have an emotionally heavier burden, I think on a daily basis than some of us general practitioners, because you're seeing the obvious, you're seeing everyone's kind of worst fear play out in practice. And you have done such an exceptional job in your career, not just helping to bring about peace within the exam room so that clients can make grounded good decisions, not rooted in fear, uh, but based off of information that they've been able to process and assimilate to be able to make good decisions. Mm. But you, you really have done a tremendous job of helping your peers, your professional peers, gain a sense of balance in profession. And in veterinary medicine, we have some stuff going down. We have veterinarians that <laughs> suffer from a lot of depression and we yeah. have a really high rate of suicide and we have a lot of veterinarians that are burned out. In fact, do you know that um, I graduated in 97 and all of my tight knit circle of friends that I graduated with are no longer practicing medicine. They're all doing other things because they all burned out. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that you can look at your class as well and think, you know, there's, there's something happening in our profession that you have been able to either naturally skirt your, have you, you built a set of skill set that has helped you remain happily active in your profession, but you also are helping others, both professionals and, and pet parents have a better understanding of joy along the way. So back up and tell our listeners and readers a little bit more, not just about you as a veterinary oncologist, but you as Erin Bannock, who has learned to blend joy and meat and purpose on a day-to-day -day basis in some pretty hard circumstances. You've done some things that other doctors haven't necessarily done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like a lot of people, we, you know, come to where we are because of our own growth and the things that we're doing to try to help ourselves in our life situation. And as you were saying before, the profession that I'm in is very emotionally intense. And I've always had um, a really strong appreciation for the importance of, um, you know, some kind of spiritual self, you know, to keep you grounded and centered and focused on what's important and um, allowing you to be present with the people that you're interacting with. And, you know, quite honestly, one of the things that led me to the choice of being an oncologist is also one of the hardest things about it. And it's because um, of the intensity of the interactions and how there's such a need for us to be able to um, 
provide support for each other when we're going through those really emotionally intense things because there's so much learning that actually and growth that we can, you know, as humans with our pets um, develop by engaging with that kind of process in a way that's very healthy. So, you know, that was sort of my pie in the sky, you know, optimistic view of things. And then from there, you know, life just happened. And, um, you know, one of the things that I try to focus on, or at least offer to people now that I have who come to see me for, um, help creating treatment plans for their pet is, um, to recognize that in human integrative oncology, one of the main focuses of integrative care is emotional wellness. And I think in veterinary medicine, um, you know, that doesn't get focused on in quite the same way. And also we're not trained to be, you know, counselors or therapists. So we shouldn't try to be doing those things. But on the other hand, there are resources that people can access that can really help them navigate those really emotionally challenging situations. And not only does that help them, but it helps their pets, you know, because they're very in tune to the emotional turmoil that's going on at home. And it helps us as veterinarians because it really helps the interaction that we have with our clients. And I think there's a level of trust that then develops in a slightly different way when we're able to engage with people in that way. And then, you know, the trick is finding the balance there, right? So that we're not, you know, failing to keep good boundaries, you know, professional yes. boundaries and taking care of ourselves. And so that's where that fine line is and where it's just a constant readjustment. And so um, I, I think it was last year that I, that I, um, put together some webinars for mindfulness because I was really feeling like, you know, I wanted to do more and there were things that I knew that would help people yeah. that they weren't finding or they didn't know how to access. So um, my hope in putting that together was that people would have a kind of non-threatening way to uh, just watch something that would help them reframe the situation, get a little bit of perspective on how as humans we engage with our surroundings. Yep. And what we have control over. I, I, you know, I think a lot of um, the traumas that we all experience, whether we're talking about a pet parent whose pet has cancer or we're talking about a veterinarian that's dealing with, you know, all of the various aspects of um, our is that uh, we need to understand that we have a responsibility to ourselves mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves and that there are tools that we have um, that are pretty easy and pretty accessible. And, um, you know, so that's sort of, I guess that's sort of the crux of what brought me into doing a lot of the mindfulness stuff that you were talking about before. And Erin, do you, I, first of all, I couldn't agree more that, especially I think with oncology, you end up almost treating you're treating the, the fuzzy because that's what you're licensed to treat, but you are emotionally supporting that entire family unit because that animal oftentimes is at the center of gluing a family together. And so you, you have to navigate that. But you, I don't know any other veterinarians that are doing things like mindfulness, free mindfulness webinars for their clients or their, their, their extended 
families uh, of people who are interested in this. I think it is really, we know in human medicine, they're starting to incorporate, in fact, like Cancer Treatment Centers of America are incorporating kind of whole family emotional treatment plans, spiritual treatment plans as an offering. I think that that's coming in human medicine. And I think that you're one of the first pioneers that is trying to start a conversation around that in veterinary medicine. And I think it's not only necessary, I think it's so vitally important that we start talking about these topics because emotional and spiritual wellness plays into what animals pick up on in the home. And mm -hmm. so I was able to um, interview a uh, Dr. Biagio Daniello in Italy, he was the guy that discovered that animals can smell fear. And now he's moved oh, sure. along to joy and rage and a bunch of other emotions. And within like 0.3 seconds, dogs and cats can instantly determine what we're feeling. And then in turn, they, they adapt their bodies. They release stress hormones depending on our stress hormones. So that gave me real pause for thought. You know, sometimes our clients say things like, you know, we never fight in front of the dog or yeah. you know, we, we're, we, we, our dog was just diagnosed with cancer, but we're not going to show sadness. You know, our animals are fantastic energy sponges in the home. So whether we tell them we're sad or not, I, they're on to us. And you're, you're starting kind of a discussion around acknowledging that, but then also what do we, what do we do with those feelings or how do we address them in a, in a positive way? Have you had any negative, have you had any criticisms from our colleagues? I mean, uh, what has been the reception of you starting this conversation that I think hasn't necessarily been talked about on a broad basis within veterinary medicine? Yeah. Um, as far as the mindfulness thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really encountered any criticism that I'm aware good, of. I, good. You know, I've, um, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback that you know, the things that are available are helping people. Good. So that's very encouraging. And I think it just reflects the need that's there, you know. Yes. And yes. I, I think what's really important too is that, uh, you know, I think part of the problem is there's sort of a, a stigma still around, you know, looking weak or, you know, you know, asking for help. Yeah. And I, I was trying to think of a way that would be kind of not threatening for people that they mm -hmm. could just go and sort of be anonymous with themselves and start that process of the journey and hopefully feel a little bit more comfortable, um, pursuing the help that they needed. And, um, you know, so I don't think that I've gotten any really negative things. I've Good. had a lot of really positive feedback and I've had Good. a lot of clients that have told me that it's really, really, really been helpful to them. So yeah. that's very rewarding. And it tells me that, you know, I think we're going down the right path and, you know, it's just about connecting people and supporting each other and getting the word out and um, being sensitive to everyone. But I think that uh, we've got a good direction that we're going in. Yeah. Do, do you see, Erin, um, at your workplace, are you with the veterinarians that you work with? I think you're at a large referral center. So there's, it's a, it's a stressful environment, I'm sure. Do you have your professional colleagues coming to you for advice about how, because I, I think that sometimes veterinarians, because we're supposed to be the healers, I think there's a stigma there as well that like, I'm fine, everything's fine, when really sometimes the foundation's cracking and there's a lot, and veterinarians are sometimes feel the weight of, of the world on them and yet they're not really in a space that they can talk about that. Are you, do you have other veterinarians coming to you saying, you appear to be wildly grounded out. Do you yeah. wanna share some secrets? Yeah. 
I, you know, it's really fun because I actually do have quite a few colleagues that come to the meditation groups that I lead here locally in person. And then I've come to the workshops that I've done and that um, are attending the free meditations. I'm doing those now because of all the stuff that's going on every week. Um, And they tune into that. And it's really fun to hear that and have it sort of a shared experience. And I do definitely have situations where I'm at work and somebody will come down and they'll stand there and look at me and they'll go, <laughs> I have a question, but it's not work related. Yeah, <laughs> so, I bet. That, that's kind of fun. That's really yeah. fun, actually. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. Well, and it has to be um, very rewarding for you to be able to see the pieces fit together when your goal is, of course, to help extend the health span and lifespan of your patients dealing with profound disease. But you are also helping hearts to heal that are all intimately connected with that dog or cat. So that has to be incredibly rewarding for you. Yeah. Are you putting into practice in terms of professional burnout? um, Do you see, do you, do you see that the things you are doing for yourself and in turn out of overflow, everyone in your community, are you seeing those things provide enough space for evolution at, and the ability for people to use those tools and resources to prevent burnout or mm-hmm. emotional decline? I, I mean, I do. I can only speak to really my experience. Yeah. And um, a lot of this really developed out of my personal journey. Because I definitely, I mean, we've all been in a space where we're burnt out. You know, yeah, I mean, that happens good. to everybody <laughs> despite our best efforts. It's a constant evolution. And a constant readjustment and figuring out where I am now and what do I need. And, um, you know, I didn't all, I only do integrative oncology now. And, um, probably a couple years ago, I really made that shift and it was a very, um, conscious process that I went through because I was getting burned out and, and I was asking myself, you know, I don't know, you know, can I keep doing this? I don't know if I can keep doing this and be healthy because it's very strenuous. It's very emotionally strenuous. Um, And, uh, you know, it's not always clear how to increase your emotional capacity, you know? (laughs) It's really emotionally intense. Every room that I walk into is emotionally intense. And so, you know, we all go through that to some degree based on, you know, our personal situations and what our job is and how our family life is and all that kind of stuff. And so a lot of the things that I'm doing now are just sharing the tools that I found and that I implemented that were working for me. So, I mean, I can definitely say it helped for me. Um, I feel very happy right now. I feel uh, very grounded. I feel like I've found a nice solution to, um, you know, the, the troubles that I was having as far as how to navigate this um, career path in a way that, that um, feeds me, you know, because I think, you know, we get into this place where we're giving, 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 giving all the time. And I think what we forget is that life should be joyful. You know, life should be joyful. We should be taking joy in what we're doing. And if we're not doing that, then it's not necessarily that we're doing the wrong thing. It's just that maybe we need to readjust a little bit and find a way to do that. And so, like you were saying, I think a lot of people just leave because they don't know how to find that balance or find that fulfillment in that particular way, you know, that feeds us so that we can keep going and keep 
um, taking care of other people the way that we want to and the way that we envisioned ourselves doing when we got into this um, yes. career in the first place. So, um, you know, for me, it's been really helpful. And again, it's really simple. It's not that hard. It doesn't take a real time. It's just about creating new habits and new perspectives and being clear about who you are. I think that's part of it too, is being clear about who am I and what do I have to offer? And maybe that's not in the box that I was put in, you know? Um, and I think that's okay. And I think that's an important, um, it's an important journey to go through in finding that place of joy and purpose, right? Purpose and fulfillment. Yeah. Well, and you have done such a beautiful job of talking about it. So, and I, I agree with you that everyone has gone through periods where you question, you know, can, can I keep going or I want, I wish I had more joy or I'm going to make these changes to see if I can identify a clearer path for me. I, I appreciate that you have done this so forward-facing and so transparently that along your journey, you've been not just role modeling for those watching, but inviting people in to be a part of your meditations and your sessions and your webinars. You're, as you're evolving and learning and figuring it out for you personally, you're sharing your experience. And I think out of you sharing, you're empowering others to acknowledge, hey, I'm not exactly where I want to be, but it's, it's okay. And we can talk about it. We can begin a dialogue around it. And out of that be, is a safer space to have mm -hmm. enough room to have a different response. And I really appreciate you doing it so, when I say publicly, doing it so honestly, transparently that veterinarians, your clients, my clients who are now your clients, mm -hmm. all are benefiting from you starting a discussion that I think is directly related to medicine, mm -hmm. but more. Um, emotional medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank if you, you if you were to say one if you were to give one thought or one words of wisdom or one idea or sentiment to both pet parents and uh veterinarians that might be listening or watching, what what would you share with them? Well, I think on the topic of, um, you know, what we're discussing here as far as uh, staying grounded and finding fulfillment and um, having peace or joy or however you want to talk about it, I think, um, you know, one thing that I would really encourage people to do is if you are struggling with that kind of an issue, um, to take some time and set it aside to really reflect on who am I and what do I have to offer and then really own who you are. You know, this is more talking about to veterinarians, right? Own who you are and then um, serve the world with that, you know, serve the world with that. And for pet parents and veterinarians and everybody alike, um, especially with the changes that are going on right now and the stressors and all of that, the best thing that we can do for each other is to be kind, mm -hmm to be kind, you know, I mean, it's, it's that simple. It just be kind. And it's much easier to be kind if you're in a good place. Yeah. If you're centered and calm and grounded and, you know, there are people that want to help you. Mm -hmm. So um, take advantage of those people. That's all. That's when in doubt, yeah. love, yeah. love, yeah. Love, love, love. Yeah. love. yeah, you can never go wrong. You can never love anyone or anything too much. Excellent advice, Dr. Bannock. Well, thank you 
for everything that you do professionally. But I am so thankful and appreciative of everything you're doing emotionally and spiritually for our community, our veterinarians, our pet parents. I appreciate you really embracing living and walking that that concept of holism. You're putting it in action and you're doing so transparently so the rest of the world can benefit from all that you're learning and passing along. So I appreciate you sharing. Thank you.